This is a recording from our 2023 Core Anesthesia Conference. I want to say thank you to all of the speakers who took the time to come and present, and also the sponsors who made the event possible for all of the residents. If you want to learn more about the speakers or our sponsors, please check out the show notes and please enjoy this pre-recorded session. We have Catherine Horvath here with us. Um, I'm going to read her bio and then we'll bring her onto the stage. Um, so Catherine, uh, DMP CRNA is the Assistant Program Director of the DNAP program at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. She has been a CRNA for 31 years and an educator for 15 years. Doc Dr. Horvath is the chair of the AANA Health and Wellness Committee, supporting the well-being of CRNAs and SRNAs. She likes to run, do Pilates, and cook in her spare time. And if uh, any of you have, have been following um, our episodes and our podcast from when we were in school, uh, we did an episode on mental health and uh, if you've listened to that, you know that, that this is something near and dear to my heart. I was somebody that never struggled with mental health up until school. And if you're in school, you know how much of a beast it is and uh, just is not for the faint of heart. And it was definitely something that I had to struggle with because I had never had mental health issues at all. And and I had a, a really hard time for about six months going through school. Um, and so we really wanted to make sure we did a, a session on this because I feel like this is a very important topic. Um, as Joe just talked about, you're taking an investment. To, to go through anesthesia school. And we all want everybody to be successful and make it through school and be able to start their career in anesthesia. And so mental health, it goes a long way in that journey and being successful of getting through school. And so we're really, really excited to have Catherine come on and, and do a, a presentation on mental wellness going through school. Um, but just know that I'm sure she's going to talk about it. You're not alone if you are somebody that that is struggling mentally through this process. Again, anesthesia school is a beast. So um, we, we think that this is definitely a topic worth talking about. Um, so with that being said, I want to hand the floor over to Catherine now. Thanks, Cole. And thanks um, to you and Tanner for having me again uh, uh, on your for your conference. I'm really glad to be here, especially talking about the subject of wellness. So as Cole mentioned, you know, I've been a practicing CRNA for 31 years. So that tells you that I've loved the career. You guys have chosen a, a great career um, to have a life uh, lifetime in. I'm also now an educator. So I get to see um, students' ups and downs in the program. Um, and as Cole said, you know, some students do struggle with their mental health and physical health during school. So I'm here today because my goal for all of you on this call today are that um, you make it to the finish line and that you start and finish your career as I'm, uh, you know, kind of getting towards the end of my career, um, happy and well. So um, I'm going to go on. Let's see. Um, do Cole? Do I share my screen, or do you, or are you going to start? Yeah, you can share it. Um, we okay, should, great. We have access now to share it. We did have some issues at the first session, but I think they're all figured out now. Great. Okay. So I give me one second. And. Yep. Uh, do you guys see my, which screen do you see? Do you we see can, my presentation or my notes? Your, we can see your, your, your notes side of things. Okay, great. So let me stop sharing and go the other way. Okay. And now can you see my great. presentation? Yep. All right. I'm going to 
take me off the screen here. So, all right, great. So um, today, the again, the uh, title of my presentation is kind of making it to the finish line happy. Um, we realize that this process that you're going through right now, um, again, has ups and downs. So um, making sure that you're feeling supported and, um, and can make it to the finish line happy is very important. So I um, love this image. I think it exemplifies kind of what it's like to go through nurse anesthesia school. Um, I don't know if everybody knows what this image is, but these uh, group of individuals have just finished a Tough Mudder. And a Tough Mudder is a race where you go through a series of obstacle courses, and it really kind of tests your physical and your mental um, limits. Um, you know, its foundation is built on teamwork and getting through all these obstacles and as you can see, the journey is muddy and it's difficult and there's many challenges and turns and twists that you have to get through. Um, but in the end, um, you know, everybody comes through with friends and a sense of accomplishment and resilience. And as, as everybody in this slide looks, they look really happy, right? They've made it to the end um, and they've made it in a, a healthy state because they physically challenged themselves and came through it. And, um, and so again, I think this kind of exemplifies what it is getting through nurse anesthesia school. Um, I, I, when I was looking on the Tough Mudder website, I kind of liked one of the participants' quotes because, again, I think it um, pertains to you guys as students. It says, the Tough Mudder allowed me to push myself out of my comfort zone and try new things. I'm very proud and accomplished of my run. But you could, you could say this is the anesthesia school allowed me to push myself out of my comfort zone and try new things and learn new things and experience new things. And I'm very proud and, and accomplished of the fact that I'm making it through. I'm going through every day. I'm going to class. I'm going into clinical and I'm going to finish. So, um, you know, unfortunately, I, again, I said there are some downs in anesthesia school. Um, so many, some of you on this call, even today, may have felt discouraged, uh, af afraid, um, tired, uh, depressed, angry. Uh, you may feel like this person in this image um, during anesthesia school. And so, again, part of my goal is to um, help you navigate that. Um, in 2022, so just last year, there was a survey that was done of students by um, a group of CRNAs. It was a, a CRNA suicide prevention study. So it really kind of focused on suicide, but it, they got some really in interesting um, and humbling uh, statistics out of that study. They said that greater than 75% of nurse anesthesia students 
had a greater than average stress setting, uh, stress rating on a scale um, where 5% of them were at the top of that stress scale, which is concerning. Um, 80% of the students experienced physical symptoms related to stress like tiredness, body pain, and then had symptoms of stress. So they were agitated, had difficulty thinking, mood swings. Um, and that clinical training produced higher anxiety scores than the didactic portion of programs. Um, 19% were currently receiving therapy or counseling. Um, 7% had developed a medical condition, a diagnosed medical condition during their program, and 2% had a diagnosis of substance use disorder. So again, very humbling statistics. Interesting for me as an educator is that 90% reported never consulting their program, never reaching out to their program or to the AANA for for any resources to help with these issues. Um, So again, at the end of this presentation, I hope you know that there are resources out there for you. So I'm going to try this. Um, This is a poll everywhere poll, which maybe some of you have done before. I'm not sure if it's gonna work in this large platform, um, but if you wanna get out your phones and you can uh, do this by texting, or you might be able to use that QR code in the corner. But if you text 22333, um, then you can participate maybe in this poll if it works. So I'm going to ask everybody to try it. And my question, my I have three of these slides. And um, my first question that I'd like to get is, what is the most common stressor that you maybe are experiencing nurse anesthesia school um, now. So we'll see if I'm going to just pause for a second and see if some answers start coming in. Um, if they don't, we'll just keep moving in. Maybe you can type them in the chat and um, I can just kind of get a sense of um, how everybody is feeling right now. And the number of the text was um, 22333 is what you would send it to if you can't see the top of that slide. I'm just looking at the chat there. So it doesn't look like any responses are coming in. So I think in this large forum, maybe it is just not uh, um, working. So I apologize for that. Wanted it to be a little more interactive, but we can, you know, I will look at the chat and we can kind of um, consider that later. And Catherine, I was trying to do this on my phone. And when I sign in through it, it just says that there needs to be a pre-registration required from oh, you. So I don't know if okay. there's something you have to do on your end or if. Okay. Um, I don't, yeah, I possibly, normally you just have to, text you just have to text into that number and it comes right up so sorry about that technical glitch we'll just keep moving um we'll just keep moving in the presentation and then maybe we can talk about some of these things um later so sorry about that so Catherine, to see the chat at all as well um yeah okay 
It looks so, like most uh, people are just typing their things in the chat if you wanted to address any of that, or we could do it later too, but it looks like people are just going to be typing their thing in there. Just so you Yeah, know. that and that's great. So it looks like I've, you know, yeah, I, and again, I apologize that the poll's not active. Um, so again, clinical seems to be stressors, monies, money not passing my boards. Yeah, so all of these are very common stressors um, in school. And so on this slide, you know, I, I was just going to talk a little bit about some didactic stressors that you might all be feeling, kind of the amount of content that's coming at you in coursework, maybe exams or grades, just the fact that there are exam and grades, but sometimes it's not understanding exactly what people what the instructors are wanting for answers, or maybe it's those oral exams that you're having to take. Uh, the time requirement that it takes to kind of sift through all the material, the cost of school, which somebody put in there, uh, that lack of extra time to do anything that you were doing before, like social time or exercising, that looming um, national certification examination at the end. So that fear that you'll get through school and then not be able to pass your boards. Many students have kind of this imposter feel uh, syndrome where they feel like they don't belong or they're not as smart as their classmates. Um, or maybe you feel like you don't belong for other reasons. Um, so yes, inconsistent information somebody put, um, not being respected, yeah, by preceptors. So yeah, so that gets more into the, the clinical side. Whoop, I, right, right. So what are stressors just on the clinical side alone? So it's those unfamiliar cases the unknown of what's going to happen during those cases, production pressure, um, not knowing the other team members, being in this really novice role again, not feeling supported like from your preceptors, like you were saying, um, and feeling like you might hurt another being, hurt that patient by either not noticing something or doing something incorrectly. All of those can cause tremendous stress and feelings of distress um, in you as students. Um, going back to that study I quoted before about that suicide prevention study, these were the, uh, methods of coping that they mentioned in that study. So 80% did engage in some personal wellness activities, which is phenomenal. 75% sought some help or support from their family and friends. And, and that is great. I think a lot of programs tell you that up front. Make sure that you can seek, you know, tell your family and friends that you are going to be in this rigorous uh, program and you may need to seek their help. Um, again, 75% engaged in some sort of physical activity. Those are all positive. But then these, these, other things like 40% were using drugs or alcohol to cope at different points in the program. 20% were seeking mental health um, counseling or behavioral health uh, counseling. And 10% um, um, had, had sought uh, help from the, their program. So again, it would be nice to really see that 
that that statistic went up. So again, this is another um, poll everywhere uh, that I wanted to put in here. What is your favorite way to be stressed? Because I kind of talked about some of the stressors and you know feelings that you may have at times um, during the program. And now I want to move more into the wellness side. So how do you, in the chat, maybe you could put some of the things that you do to cope with stress um, and hopefully they're um, adaptive, meaning positive, but there may be some things that you're, you know that you're doing that um, aren't good coping mechanisms or maladaptive. Um, and, um, and, but maybe some of the good ones can, and um, positive ones and, and um, helpful ones can help your classmates or people on this call. So let's talk uh, about wellness. So wellness is defined as a positive state of mind, body, spirit, reflecting a balance of adapting to different situations, resilience, keeping, you know, keep, keep going, and coping mechanisms, both in personal and professional environments, and enhance your quality of life. And this is the goal, again, that all of you are well during the program and that you're well when you leave your programs. There are eight dimensions of wellness. So wellness isn't just your physical health. It's, it's um, your overall wellness um, is um has many uh, elements that feed into it. Um, it might, you know, if you're financially uh, well off or if you're struggling financially can affect your wellness, social, occupational, uh, your, your school, and then your clinical training, um, physical health, intellectual health, whether you're being stimulated or overstimulated, your emotional health, your spiritual health, and then what is happening in your environment. And so I'm going to spend some time suggesting um, some ways um, that you can use uh, in your personal wellness plan right now and maybe forever to kind of set yourself up for a basic um, positive wellness plan. And the first one I want to tell you all is believe in yourself. Um, you all got into nurse anesthesia programs, you, um, you know, fulfilled the eligibility requirements, you're all bright, um, people saw potential in you, um, you had to do the hard work to get into school, you're staying in school, you're doing the work. So just believe in yourself, maintain those positive emotions that you're doing it. We do it, did it to get in, you're, you're doing it to move through your program and you're going to get out on the other side. Um, sometimes you need to, to kind of do a self-assessment, you know, what's going on with your emotions and you need to cha change it up, but keep motivated, keep believing, believe you can learn and you can grow from your experiences. And I think sometimes that's hard. Um, you feel like, Things are negative in an experience and, and all you can feel is the negativity or uh, the weight of it. But sometimes you need to realize there's some growth and some learning in that and kind of focus more on that side. Um, affirm your strengths, kind of stop a lot of that negative talk that you, you know, oh, I'm not doing well, I'm not keeping up. 
and you can kind of get into a little bit of a cycle. Um, just believe that you're doing it. Stop kind of that some of that negative talk. Um, there are lots of benefits for daily affirmation and believing in yourself. And that is, you know, increased mindfulness um, can increase kind of your mindfulness in the moment. It helps you with gratitude. There's a d- direct correlation with optimism and your physical health. So again, if you can stay positive, it gives you more energy to want to take care of your physical health um, and it keeps you focused. Uh, stay connected, kind of be make time to be present for those around you. Um, call, FaceTime uh, people. I know, you know, you're probably your generation isn't um you know, there's a lot of texting and a lot of social media, but I think sometimes being connected, if you can't be there physically at, at um, family events or seeing your family or friends all the time, trying to stay connected through things like calling or hearing a voice or seeing a face is, is really important. Um, schedule, scheduling designated time with your family and friends, I think is really helpful, especially if you have kids or, or spouses or significant others that need your attention, just to make uh, them aware that you can be present in a moment. It may not be a lot of time, but just kind of scheduling some time. Um, for some of you, because you've had to move away from your uh, you know, your family and friends, joining some kind of group that can help support you. Maybe it's just a sports group or a reading group or a cooking group or, or a church group or some, some other spiritual group can help you feel like you can are staying connected with the outside world. Um, so just talking with other CRNAs uh, can help you feel like you're in a good place um, they can give you affirmation that you're doing well or where you are. And it may not be your preceptors, but just somebody that you've connected with in, in a clinical site. Um, and come make play dates with each other as your, 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 your other classmates or other uh, students so that you can kind of understand, you can understand that everybody's going through similar things. I'll encourage you all to get outside and breathe the fresh air at least a little bit every day. Um, And, you know, of course, walking to your car from clinical late at night when you're getting off and tired um, does meet that expectation. But kind of be mindful of that you're outside, you're breathing the air. Um, and, you know, even if it's just taking a moment to look around and realize there are trees and, you know, there, the sun is shining or the moon is out and there are stars in the sky kind of can help lift you. Uh, don't forget about your body's physical health. You want to strive to make physical uh, exercise a priority. You know, if you can do that five days a week where you take a walk or whatever your activity might be. Um, There are many benefits to physical activity. Um, Don't overlook, you know, your own health needs. Um, uh, You know, if you need to see a a health provider, you know, make those appointments and, and, and talk to your program about needing to do that. But I think if you're 
able to kind of stay physically healthy in general, choose a healthy diet, drink lots of water, um, uh, and avoid, uh, you know, alcohol, drugs, and limit uh, alcohol. Um, you know, that that really helps um, um, keep keep your body healthy. And then to get enough sleep. And then, Connor, I don't know whether um, you put together a, a poll here or I was going to just kind of ask everybody on average, I would love to know during the last week, how many hours of sleep have you gotten? I have, and I guess we'll have to do this in the chat a little bit. I have done this uh, poll twice um, with just um, students that I've, in the program that I've been associated with, one was interesting. It was a time study done. Um, and in a 24-hour period, there was at least one student in the program that was awake, which is kind of you know, those, those wee hours of the day between two and five. There were still students awake doing something. So everybody was kind of on this different schedule and getting things done at different times for various reasons, right? Some people have to get up at four o'clock to drive to a clinical site an hour away or two hours away. So we understand that there's a lot of reasons why people might be up at all hours, but that just that in in itself gives you pause. Like, why is this? Um, And can we do things to, to help with that? And then the next study I did showed that most students got, um, on average, about five hours of sleep at night, which wasn't enough. So um, I'll be interested to kind of look through this chat and and see um, what you guys are reporting. So getting enough sleep is really super important, okay? Um, When you don't get enough sleep, you get sick more often. Um, you don't, you have trouble maintaining a healthy weight. Um, you're at risk for having other health problems like developing hypertension, heart disease, diabetes. Um, if you don't get enough sleep, you're more stressed and, um, and it can affect your mood, um, you may not sleep, you know, you may not think as clearly, you may not think as well during exams or during clinical, um, clinical work. So again, getting enough sleep is super important. So on this slide are just some suggestions of those best sleep hygiene practices. I mean, it is recommended that you get between seven and nine hours of sleep up per night, which isn't always possible. But some of the recommendations is that you try the best you can to go to sleep and wake up at the same time, that you don't, you switch off your devices an hour before, and you do things that are more calming, like meditating, having a routine of other things, watching a silly show, um, reading, uh, making your room as dark as possible, avoiding large meals before you go to bed, no caffeine. Um, So again, these are just some suggestions on how to get the best sleep possible. And then this slide just um, goes over some ways to manage stress, some of which are the same as just general wellness. But just remember, you know, doing something fun, relaxing, playing a game, 
uh, with friends, you know, so that does the social aspect and it can manage your stress. Um, journaling, you know, I, um, sometimes just journaling and then looking back and seeing how far you've come really helps affirm that um, you're, you're doing well or that you need to work on things. Um, music, massage therapy, uh, you know, these are just some suggestions. And I threw in this slide because I think uh, your study habits are underestimated in kind of how um, how they can affect your well-being because, you know, many times students are saying, oh, you know, I studied, um, you know, I've been up for 48 hours because I've been studying for this exam. Um, and that maybe there are some things that some study habits that can be uh, fostered to help decrease that time you're studying, but make it more effective. So again, this slide just talks about some of those um, uh, tools like spaced repetition rather than cramming. And they really do talk about spacing out your studying and overlapping your studying, not just staying on one subject, but actually going from one subject to another and back back and spacing that repetition um, helps with learning. Really kind of engaging with the material, um, not just uh, rereading things, but really studying things. And reading is not studying necessarily. You really have to kind of engage with the material. And that means, you know, making flashcards, quizzing yourself, um, talking out loud, can you explain it to somebody else? So those are all kind of engaging in the material. Again, sleep helps. Um, realize that some days you're not going to be motivated, so trying to be organized and um, and keeping on top of material to procrastinate, and then kind of having a good, healthy space to, to work in that's um, free of distractions. And actually, moving around, staying in one place is not actually um, necessarily good. It's better if you kind of move around and have multiple spaces you can um, you can work from. Um, these last couple slides, I, I wanted to address some um, some things that may be affecting you in, in um, your wellness in the program. Um, one is kind of incivility and bullying. Um, this may be happening on the academic side, but we hear about it um, more frequently on the clinical side, um, where maybe programs have le less control over the people that you're interacting with. And bullying can be a problem um, in, in the, the operating room space. So I encourage all of you to have a plan for kind of how you're going to approach somebody that maybe is not being... Um, as nice as they should be, they're maybe being incivil, or you may feel like things are um, moving more towards their bullying you or, uh, repeatedly. So just know the expectations of your preceptor. I think that's the first thing that really helps. If you know that there are expectations, then hopefully that you can you and set up goals with them, then you're both on the same page and and. Um, that can alleviate some um, misinterpretations on both sides. So kind of knowing the expectations. Um, sometimes in a situation, it's stopping, reflecting, and thinking about 
what's happening from the other person's perspective too. So there may have been a stressful situation that somebody lashed out and um, kind of realizing that it was stressful for both everybody in the room or for both of you, um, or that maybe that other person that maybe is not as being a little civil to you has a, has a, you know, something going on at home that you don't know about, or they were in a car wreck when they, or fender bender when they came into work that day that you didn't know about. Just realizing that people have different things going on in their lives that may be affecting them right now. I'm not saying that that excuses behavior, but I think sometimes it's just taking a little breath and realizing people have other things going on. Um, Sometimes you need to confront it and maybe because, again, you're a student feeling in a a more vulnerable um, position, it's waiting till the end of the day and debriefing the day with with whoever and and expressing some of your um, feelings or how they made you feel. If you feel like you can't do that um, or you feel too vulnerable, then it's hopefully your program has a has a plan for that that is mapped out for you. Um, many times I, I tell students to, to go to the clinical site coordinator. Um, if there's a problem there, then to go back to the clinical director at your program who does all your scheduling. And then if that person can't help you, then to continue up that chain to your program administrators. Um, you know, again, hopefully it doesn't the things don't have to escalate that high, but you need to know that there are paths um, for you. Um, you don't need to feel like you need to take the brunt of um, of real bullying um, behavior in the operating room. Um, adverse events. So adverse events in the in healthcare are common. You know, adverse events are. Um, unexpected or unintended incidences that cause harm to the patient. Um, We don't expect them. This poor little um, uh, baby had an infiltrated IV. Um, So adverse events could happen to you as a student. Um, They're very devastating in how they feel to you. They may be minor, but they may be, they may be major. Um, you go through a lot of emotional feelings during that. You feel shock. You feel the fear that, you know, you're going to get kicked out of the program or fear that there's going to be some legal ramifications of it. There's a lot of self-doubting. You end up being a second victim kind of of these adverse events because you're part of what, what happened. Um, along with everybody else in in the room or preceptors that are helping take care of um, this person. Um, I encourage you, if you have any kind of adverse event, whether it's a medication error, an unintended IV infiltration, again, to try to find support and talk about it. Um, Bottling these kinds of emotions up when they they happen are are not good. It's better to talk about it because a lot of times people want to talk about ways to to prevent these things in in the future, right? So talking to your preceptor, again, if your preceptor is not receptive, maybe finding another CRNA that can help 
help you understand the events and what happened, kind of talking through the steps and, and feeling like you, um, um, and, and you may not have, you know, there's, there's sometimes not a, a real reason why these happen. Sometimes it is, you know, you made a medication error, you know, but sometimes we just don't know, but talking through that so that it, things can, um, uh, you know, be put in place that they don't happen again. Sometimes you need to take time away from the clinical setting in these cases. So again, reaching out to your program to talk through what kind of support you need. Um, and then if it happens to a classmate, I'll just make a comment. Sometimes they need you to debrief or, you know, to kind of talk through their feelings. So try to be supportive um, you know, make sure that, or, or at least check on us on a classmate that maybe, you know, of that's had an adverse event and make sure they have support, make sure they have accessible support for them. Uh, you know, and make sure you, you know, kind of ask them, can I check up on you in a few days to make sure you're doing okay. Um, you can provide resources if you, if you know where they are, um, and then when in doubt, you know, make sure they're not alone and, and, and find them support. So I'm just going to uh, here at the end, go through some resources that might be helpful for you again, to kind of help you with your wellness. Uh, remember that your university or your program uh, more than likely has access to a student health center. They often, you know, have physical, mental health uh, resources. So don't forget about them. You can always reach out to them. I know you feel like you probably don't have time, um, but um, yeah, they are a resource. Please, you know, if you need to use them, use them. The AANA is a wonderful resource for uh, student wellness. Um, they have a student wellness page. Um, please, you know, access it. It has a lot of articles. It has um, uh, it has podcasts. It has um, other, you know, like Cole was mentioning. Um, you know, they they had a podcast, so you, you might even be able to find that on the AANA website because they are trying they are trying to gather resources for students to have a, a one-stop shop for people um, to get resources um, for their wellness. So I encourage you to look there. Um, I have this, there are, you know, again, I mentioned the not feeling like you have enough time or, or when am I supposed to fit this in? There are telehealth um, resources for you, for your mental health. If you're, if you're struggling, these are just a few um, they do accept insurance. Um, maybe you know you'll you might have to shop around a little bit um, to know if they take your health insurance. But um, again, um, these this might be good option. Again, if you just need some somebody to talk to about some things you're trying to navigate in a program. Um, the going back to the AANA, the AANA does have a crisis hot hotline. And I think, um, you know, um, historically it, is, it was set, it is set up to help people struggling with drugs and alcohol um, to, for people to call when they're, you know, they need to get help. And I will say, this is a helpline if, if you or um, anybody, you know, is struggling in, in the clinical side, whether it is a 
preceptor you're you're working with, or you know, if if you need to help navigate um, what to do with somebody that is struggling with drug or alcohol misuse, use this hot, hotline. Um, but I also will say it is can be a crisis helpline too, meaning the people that um, that man the, this helpline can help you get other resources too if you're struggling with something outside of drug and alcohol. So it is um, 24 hours, four, seven days a week. So again, just um, know that this is a resource for you as a student. Um, I have to mention, again, because there may be some people on this uh, call today, unfortunately, that are struggling with um, some with depression and maybe um, have, have thought about ending their own life. So um, there is uh, 988 is the suicide lifeline. Um, please utilize it. And then there's also the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention has a talk line um, that's mentioned here. Um, I put this in here. This is um, QRP training. It's a training that teaches you how to question, persuade, and refer somebody that's at risk for committing suicide. And so I put that here. It, it costs about, um, I think it is $35 to take this training. It is an online training. So if it's something, you know, just you as a as a person, as a nurse, as a as a budding CRNA want to take so that if you encounter a friend, a um, colleague um, that is struggling, that you have some skills. It's very quick. You know, basically, you know, you you question the person, you persuade them to for you to help them uh, refer them for help. So. Um, uh, RISE programs are peer support programs that some, some health institutions have. So I, you know, again, um, I would encourage you to, as you're doing your clinical rotations or as you, even as you take your first job, see if they have these peer support um, programs. So um, if you have an adverse event, what ends up happening is they call in the, the RISE uh, team and they provide support for people that have had um, uh, that have been involved in stressful events or adverse events, or so to help um, support and uh, rise up uh, those caregivers. Uh, this is a picture. I'm not in it yet because I'm new back to to Georgetown, but this is the Georgetown faculty, and I so I just have it here just. To, for you all to remember, your program faculty and administrators, um, you know, hopefully you feel like they're there to support you. And don't forget, you know, that one statistic that 90% had never reached out to their faculty, that, you know, that just breaks my heart. You know, um, I feel like you should be, they should be um, in your toolbox of people that are supporting you through the program um, and wanting you to be um, happy and healthy when you leave the program. So again, don't forget about your program's uh, faculty resources. And then I'm going to end with this um, slide. This is Pooh Bear, um, who says, I don't feel much like Pooh today. And Piglet, his friend, um, is saying, there, there, Pooh, I'll bring you some tea and honey until you do. So again, just 
you know, know that there, uh, whether it's a friend that's going to help you through the day, it's going to be an administrator, um, there, there, uh, there are people in your lives that will bring you that tea and honey um, until you feel better. And so again, uh, we all want you to graduate, which you will soon, hopefully, and um, be mentally and physically well uh, practicing CRNAs at the end of this.